Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I was lucky enough to go. It was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in sports. And I don't know if there's going to be anything like it ever again. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll try to get to another big fight like this at some point, but I I just don't know if it's going to be like this again because you had the two worlds colliding and you had everybody that was famous wanting to be at this thing. I mean, are you going to get another fight with LeBron, A-Rod, J-Lo, all all the people that are there? I mean, this just... I mean, yeah, this transcended everything. I mean, this this was the thing. Uh, And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, yes, I sound like a hypocrite because in the beginning I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. I know. You were wailing against this. But I don't care because I changed my mind. (laughs) Thank you, Showtime. (laughs) I did say, though, to save myself a little bit, I did say even when I was crushing the fight, if you're there, that'd be pretty cool. That if you actually had a chance. No, I did. I I absolutely did say that. (laughs) Don't even mess around. You better thank me, me and that brisket, man. Yeah. No, it was, he, my, it was he, my idea to he, kiss his ass. He, you just did it better. He was gonna, he was gonna give in and, and offer his tickets anyway. Brisket um, or no brisket? Maybe, maybe yeah. that brisket made a lot of dreams come true. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about going to the fight. The, the, me eating it. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, I think that most people were satisfied with this. I mean, I certainly was with the experience that I had, but. Really, only one caller earlier was ticked off by it, and and he claimed that he bought the fight. But was I don't, it Gerald? I think it was Gerald. Yeah, and and I don't, I've not heard that. I've right. most of the people I've spoken yeah. to, and I've talked to a ton of people since then about the fight. They really were satisfied with it, and it was a hell of a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And Connor availed himself very, very well. Yes, and he hung in there longer than I thought, and I thought the fight was called at the right time. I've got a ton of respect for both those guys, and Floyd certainly was Floyd Mayweather, letting Connor exhaust himself early on, trying to figure out exactly where it was coming from, and then just pouncing right. on him. And he said that was the strategy going in. We're going to see what this guy's working with, figure him out, a little unorthodox, so uh, it's going to take a minute, and that's exactly what occurred. He allowed him to wear himself out, and, and Connor connected, uh, as we said in the last hour, Surprised he didn't have more power behind those punches, or maybe Mayweather just has a better chin and, and was able to withstand uh, what Connor was throwing at him. But uh, Connor used his jab very effectively, keeping Mayweather uh, out 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 of his body. But later on, uh, you saw Mayweather be able to penetrate and get to the body and, and wear down McGregor. And, and if it had continued to go on, it would have gotten even uglier. Yeah, and that's where the two worlds colliding and the discrepancies between the two worlds came out. There is, there's no doubt because in speaking to boxing fans, they thought that this was the right time for the fight to end. It just felt like that was that was it. And I totally agree. Yeah, would I like to see more? Sure, yeah. 
I always do, especially when you're paying money to see the fight. Right. Everybody wants to see a little bit more. But that was the time to call the fight where the UFC people are saying, I mean, you, I mean, you have to be immobile, yeah. totally immobile. <laughs> you, for the fight to be, over. to be cricket. I mean, think about it. I mean, with UFC, a guy hits the canvas, and then you still continue to beat the right. snot out of him when he's on the ground. <laughs> Yeah. So these are boxing rules, folks. It's yeah, it's a different thing. And I, I had and I've watched more boxing than I've watched MMA, and I thought that that was that was the right way to go, uh, calling the fight at, at that moment. And and both of the guys at the end of it should have been happy with themselves in more ways than one. Yeah, I mean, the money that they made <laughs> it came through. Now I have not seen the numbers. I be, I keep googling it. I have not seen it yet. If this did break the Pacquiao Mayweather. Now, pay-per-view buy record. I heard Saturday that there had been 4 million uh, pay-per-view purchases. Yeah, well, the record was like 4 point something million. That's what I heard. So, Saturday. Okay. Now, I, didn't, I wasn't able to confirm that number, but we were discussing it over on the TV side, and that was a number that was thrown out. There had been uh, pay-per-view buys about 4 million. I know that they weren't too... And you were there in the arena. Was it packed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, was, there were some questions as far as tickets well, being sold. There, right, there was that, but no, it was packed. But there was like singles here or there mm-hmm. that maybe you'd see around. But no, it was it was absolutely yeah. packed. But the thing that people don't understand is like when they're like, "Oh, the tickets haven't been sold to like all the, there's still some tickets out there." Where I was sitting in the section, my ticket, the face value on the ticket was five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. The tickets in the um, uh, ringside on the floor. Were ten thousand dollars face value. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of people like, well, you know what? As great as it sounds, I'm not going to buy a five thousand dollar ticket. I'm going to yeah. go into the bar, pay twenty dollar cover charge, and sit there and watch it. Right. So I mean, it's not like there was a. I mean, if the tickets were two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, yeah. I mean, there wouldn't be a handful of tickets that weren't sold. You can't operate under the same thought process. With a fight that's got five thousand dollar and ten thousand dollar face value tickets, so I'm looking up now. I can't. Uh... So it was ninety nine bucks, a hundred dollars, and if that four million number is correct, whoo, Mayweather. A lot of his cash is dependent upon the pay per view buys as well. So yep. that's where we get that three hundred million uh, number that he could possibly uh, reach. And and Conor McGregor. Was guaranteed, he was guaranteed 30. Mayweather was guaranteed $100 million. Now you factor in the pay-per-view. Uh, both of those numbers could grow exponentially. Yeah. Um, I'm going to a Variety article here that, that actually came out just a little while can you, ago. Can you trust Variety? You sure? Yeah, I think so. You sure you can trust them? It's not like National Enquirer? Yeah. Okay. No, this is not. This is on something else. About how <laughs> theaters, some... The box office, oh no, some like uh, movie theaters put the fight on, and and earned two point six million by just putting it on movie theaters. Wow, it's incredible! Yeah, and you know, I, people want to, people wanted to, and I did at some point to look for the reasons to say that this thing was gonna flop, right? And I, thought, well, we we hadn't seen anything like this before, right? And it, and I don't think we'll see it again, by the way, because this was very unique because you had. A superstar in Conor McGregor that became a household name very quickly. And you had a guy in Floyd that is the leader in getting pay-per-view buys. He is someone who is always 
getting interest, and everybody knows who he is, and he's 49-0 and going on 50-0. and mm-hmm. You had him at 40 years old, so he was not the same, and someone like Conor McGregor is younger and bigger, can hang with him. I, I just It's not going to work like that anywhere else because right. there's not someone else in boxing right now who is interesting enough to fill the Mayweather role, yeah. and there isn't somebody in the UFC that's going to be able to draw the attention that Connor did. And let's say Connor wants to fight somebody else in boxing. Right. That that's a big name. Like let's say he fights the winner of Canelo Triple G. You know how long that would last with boxing rules? <laughs> like 35 seconds. Yeah. You know, I mean Triple G would knock him through the T-Mobile Arena roof. Right. Exactly. That's why I say this was a one-off. Conor McGregor needs to go back to and, and, and to what he knows, which is UFC, and could someone emerge that could take on the role of a Floyd Mayweather? Sure. But, you know, Conor will he still maintain the statue that he has currently? And I just don't think he can go in there and 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 take on a guy who's younger. Uh, than Mayweather was, and who is at the top of his game in the boxing world, I, I think it'd be a totally different outcome. Yeah, and and I don't want you know the last thing that I said to be perceived as any sort of disrespect to Conor McGregor because I learned I earned or he earned more of my respect uh, than I ever thought I was going to give him. Yeah. Uh, after this, I thought he was great. I thought that he was he was better than I ever thought he was going to be. And the fact that he hung in as long as he did and as tough as he was, I mean, even Mayweather. At the end of the thing, I mean, I thought it was totally genuine and said, you know, all the right things after the fight. He was totally impressed with the guy. So, uh, but it's just different, man. It's just it's just different. We get a guy who's, you know, in his late 20s who can move faster right. and has better punching power than than Connor. It's just it's not going to happen with boxing rules. Uh, but the fact that Connor did what he did was was great. And, you know, I know that he was saying he's going to knock him out inside of four rounds and all these <laughs> things that we heard. I mean, it didn't happen, but... You know, he he sold the fight, and he is, you know, he's he's a total showman, and he's. He, I have not bought a lot of UFC fights. I I, I just I'm not as into I've it. I've never bought one. And I think, I've never watched one. I went to I went to a house once that had one on, mm-hmm. but I never bought one on my own TV. Yeah, but I I now think that you know the next McGregor fight, I want to see him. I mean, mm-hmm. I because of this. Oh I, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I think it's I don't know, I'm kinda so I'm next kinda time into you're gonna him be like, Go get him, Connor. No, I'm not gonna say oh, that. Oh, you're not gonna say that? No, no. Oh, okay. No, no. I'm not gonna yeah, say you, it. You haven't gone that far. No, no, no okay. I'm not gonna. Right. But I mean he's just fun to watch. Yeah. He's just He's, he's a showman. He, he, he definitely I mean the 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 walk that he does. <laughs> Those long arms. Yeah, I mean that, the, just the way he's the just smack. He's just funny. Like I don't like guys like that, like like Dana White, he tried to he couched his statements because he 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 didn't want to compare him to Muhammad Ali. It's not what he was doing, yeah. but he said he has that ability to get many many people to listen to him and yeah. want to know what he's doing, like Muhammad Ali did better than anybody in the world. Right. And I agree with that. I, I really, I mean, he's not Muhammad Ali. He's never going to be Muhammad Ali. But I do agree with the fact that there's very few people in sports that do that mm-hmm. that well. Yeah. I mean, he's. He's so damn good at anything around a microphone. Yeah, he says some stuff that's a little bit crazy. He's and, like The Rock, and, and when he was in wrestling, yeah, the same way you would, I you would have more fun watching The Rock talk than you would watching him wrestle. I know I would, 
He was such a showman. Uh, I'll go back a little further. The late Dusty Rhodes it was excellent on the mic. I mean, he was just it was just tremendous to watch Dusty Rhodes do his thing. Another guy who was a showman, and you enjoyed that as much as you did watching him in action. Yeah, and generally, you know, in wrestling, that's required, right? Right, because it's yeah. a TV show mm-hmm. more than anything. Like in, in boxing, sometimes you, I mean, if you're a great boxer and you're not good with the microphone, you're just not good, right? I mean, it's just that's just the yeah. way it is. Um, but but yeah, Connor is every is now and then you you will, you will find someone who's uh, well versed in both. You know, not only the action in the ring, but also outside and promoting and selling it, and not only selling the sport but selling yourself. Yeah. And I wonder where you know, this goes from here. I mean, does Showtime and the UFC now, because they dealt with one another, are they more likely to develop a partnership out of this? There was some buzz around that out there. Are they less likely because they don't like the way things were handled? You know, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it is, it was truly a fascinating thing. But no, I the, the one-off comment is right. I mean, I, I just don't see this being you know, more of these these mashups, if you will. Uh, in, in the future, and Floyd's never going to fight it. He cannot no, fight he's again. Done. I mean, and and I, the rumors about the tax stuff. I mean, is he really hurting? <laughs> I I don't think so. I think he's okay. If, if he was, I, I think a girl collection would uh, be collected. Yeah, right. And he did sell one of his Bugattis, I think, for two point six million dollars at auction. <laughs> but he had three of them. Yeah. Why? Why? You need so three? you don't need three yeah, of them. Yeah, you just have two. Yeah. Right. So yeah, exactly, but I think that just the fact that he owed the IRS because he filed some extensions, I think, is what I read about it too. Is he just owed the IRS a ton of money? You know, a lot of people talk about this after the fight, saying that uh, Floyd was in trouble, and I don't know his business affairs, but and and you know, I'm not so sure that's why he took the fight. Uh, I think he took it, yeah, definitely for the money. He said that uh, whether he needed it or not, you know, that's a that's only he can answer that. But uh, that was. What enticed him to get back in the ring was the fact that he had the opportunity to amass almost $300 million. Yeah, and Canelo Triple G that's coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm actually going to be at this wedding in New Orleans when this is going on. Just when gonna, is that? Ugh. It's uh, September 16th. Okay. So uh, I just don't – yeah, uh it just sucks. <laughs> it just sucks. Don't I've been go looking, to the wedding, man. I can't. No, I gotta. I absolutely have to go because I I didn't end up going to the guy's bachelor party. I have to go. He's a close friend of mine. Mm. I got to be there. Absolutely have to be okay. there. And I'm not gonna not go because I want to watch a boxing. Why not? I, what do you mean? What is that? What you do? <laughs> yes, it is. So you I mean I, you know me? <laughs> there's know. not a lot of people I allow into the inner circle, <laughs> right? Yes. I don't. There's not. I don't want. People, are, this is a guy who I genuinely I put him in my wedding party for crying out loud. I got you. You got to be. There. I got to be there for his yeah. for his wedding. Yeah. Now, am I going to be running around looking for a place that's got the fight? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> At the reception, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be <laughs> if I got to. Well, I mean, it'll probably be what's an hour earlier in New Orleans, so mm-hmm. it'll probably go on somewhere around 11 p.m. I mean, you get enough reception by 11, right? So you can, I could leave Thank the reception right. at 11 yeah. and go to a bar and, in a suit on, <laughs> and watch this fight. Or I could just buy it. And you know what I'll probably end up doing? Because I'm co- well, coming back early Sunday. But right. then I got to watch football all day. It won't take that long. That's what I'll do. I'll probably buy the fight, record it, 
then come back on Sunday, try not to listen to anything. It's impossible in 2017 to do that. Right, and you're going to get alerts on your phone. I shut all that stuff off the other day. I don't get anything. I don't get anything but text messages now. Oh, no, no alerts. Why? Why Because I don't want. Because I don't want to be bothered. Oh, okay. Phone calls and text messages. The only thing I get on the phone now. That is. That is it. I mean, sometimes I'll, it'll take me 20 minutes to find, you know, something mm-hmm. out that everybody else knows, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I'll go to Twitter. When I want to go to Twitter, I'll find it. But I wonder if this fight is going to make people more likely or less likely to buy Canelo Triple G. Because, all right, you're fired up with a great big yeah. atmosphere of the fight. It's so cool. Like, I want to see another one soon, and I have another one soon. Yeah. Or is it like, man, I just spent a ton of money on pay-per-view to watch this. I got to pick one or the other. Like, I'll pick. Because I actually was talking to someone from Showtime who was concerned about that. That said... That's the Showtime production as well? No, it's an HBO production. But they were concerned about how the boxing fan might say, I can't spend close to 200 bucks on fights three weeks apart. Mm -hmm. I got to choose one. I'm going to choose Canelo Triple G because that's more of a boxing match than, than this. Right. So yeah, I wonder if I wonder if how they're going to affect one another. Well, I want to see Triple G. I've yet to see one of his fights as well, so I want to see. What oh, you'll love. Him. About. I mean, I don't know how he, I like him against Canelo. I mean, he's probably not going to do his you know five second knockout like he does with most people. But um, that's going to be I mean, two big punchers. That's going to be awesome. That really is going to be. I, I mean, people are waiting for this fight, and they're they're right in their primes. These guys, it's going to be amazing. All right, coming up next, a bogus update. And one of our favorite TV shows out there, Ballers. We got one of the actors from Ballers, Omar Miller. He plays Charles Green in the show, who is now working in the front office for the fake Dolphins. So he'll join us, and we'll have some fun with him next. Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. The man who plays Charles Green on Ballers, Omar Miller, is going to be joining us in studio in just a couple oh of minutes. I think he's walking in right now. Is Look that at this. Right? He's coming oh, in right there now. There he is oh. with the Mets hat. Oh, oh okay. man! We're live here. We're What's gonna get that? an update. What's up with it? You got it. Hey, you Sit doing? down and good. make yourself comfortable. I get over there and I, I make my way. Oh, cool. <laughs> Dab everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll get you situated in the meantime. We'll have a sports update with Andrew Bowie before we talk to. Omar Miller about uh, his great show and his pretty cool life. Bogus! Guys, Houston Texans star J.J. Watt has raised almost $300,000 online for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. His team is in Dallas waiting to find out where they'll play the Cowboys on Thursday. The Cowboys have offered to host their preseason finale. Bengals linebacker Vontez Brufecht facing a five-game suspension as a repeat offender for a hit last weekend on KC's Anthony Sherman. Brufecht was banned for the first three games last season for multiple violations of player safety rules. His appeal hearing is reportedly next week. The Patriots traded for D-lineman Coney Ely back in March this week, and they released him. The Jets then claimed Ely off waivers. Rookie Deshaun Kaiser is the Browns' starting QB, and Cowboys starting inside linebacker Anthony Hutchins expected to miss at least eight weeks for the right knee injury suffered Saturday against Oakland. On the field last night, Brian Hoyer looking good. Three receivers left. Hoyer's looking to the middle, throws the slant, juggled, caught, held, touchdown, 49ers, Carlos Hyde. (laughs) Ted Robinson and Tim Ryan on Niners Radio. Second touchdown pass of the first half from Hoyer. San Francisco led 14-0, 24-10, and 31-17. 
before losing in Minnesota 32-31. The Seattle Mariners, the first team since the 77 Cubs to commit five errors in one inning. The Yankees turned them into six runs, then a 10-1 victory. The Nats held off the Mets 5-4 to split a doubleheader. The Mets a dramatic 6-5 win in the afternoon. The 1-0. Breaking ball hit on the ground. Base hit right center field. Jackson turns second, going to third. The ball overrun in right field by Tyrone. Jackson's being waved home. Cabrera's relay throw to the plate. The slide. He is out at the plate and the ball game is over. Put it in the books. Howie Rose on Mets Radio. The Dodgers will bring Clayton Kershaw off the DL to start Friday or Saturday in San Diego. He'll end up missing roughly five weeks with that lower back strain. And the U.S. Open begins 11 Eastern this morning. Venus Williams and former men's champ Marin Cilich in action this afternoon in Arthur Ashe Stadium at night. Second seeded Simona Halep has to face wild card Maria Sharapova. Guys? We love ballers. If you're not watching ballers, you're nuts because it is so entertaining. It's one of the best sports shows that's ever been made because it is so true to life. They made sure that they made this thing uh, not only entertaining but also very realistic. Mm -hmm. And we talk about the show constantly, so we're very, very excited to welcome in Omar Miller, who plays Charles Green on the show. Omar, good morning. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Black Swan in the house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This That's is terrible. I'm like a I'm like a child. I can't stop watching Sports Center. Yeah. You, I don't know why you guys have this on TV. It's awesome. Well, Brian has ADHD, so we yeah. need to make sure that there's a bunch of bright lights and stuff. Occasional <laughs> yeah, we... woman walk by. Yeah. <laughs> he needs these stimulations. I, I, I do. This is my keep... kind of show. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got any more space? You guys got a permanent mic for me? Well, <laughs> wait a couple months. <laughs> You never know in this business. Uh, so uh, I, I got to ask you about the casting process with this because yep. you hear about this show and the rocks involved. You know that there's going to be a lot of NFL elements because the Dolphins gave their blessing to be able to the franchise be used in the show. When you hear about the show and wanting to be a part of it, was there any concern that it was going to be like super cheesy like that stupid ESPN show. What was that ESPN show? The Playmakers. Players. Playmakers or whatever yeah. that was. Did you? Was there any concern like, man, like, is this thing going to be cool or is this thing going to be lame? Nah, I wasn't concerned with that it being lame because, uh, you know, it's HBO. And with that, you get what you pay for. And HBO is usually pretty good about creating high-end content. And especially the people who were involved on the backside of this thing from uh, the guy, the show's creator, Steve Levinson and Mark Wahlberg. You know, Lev is somebody that I played basketball with. He's hyper-competitive. He's also the guy that created Entourage. He's actually one of the producers of Entourage. Sorry, I didn't create it. And uh, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't concerned about it being whack. I, I was, I was concerned about some other stuff, but <laughs> it being the cheese ball, corn ball show wasn't at the top of the list. What were you concerned with? I, yeah, exactly. I, I was concerned with catching the people's elbow if I didn't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't get along with Dwayne. But you know. But I, I think the shows. I think it's rounded into something better than it was when it started. I think we. Uh, I think we've matured as a show, and it seems like people have responded really well to that. You know, yeah. to where we're going in the like. You know, with the the journey for the characters. Well, yeah. he he stayed on me about watching it, and mm-hmm. then I finally decided to watch it. I think the first couple episodes I saw on a plane, and then immediately got home and Ben watched. Yeah, uh, the first season. I haven't 
finished last season. I'm still. Yeah, I mean, I'm on top every. I don't miss an episode. He's always lagging behind. Yeah, I'm the bigger ballers fan than he is. I just you need to know. I like the show. You need to know that I'm a bigger fan. I have lived it, Omar. You like the show. You love the show. Yeah, this is what we're dealing with right now. It brings back some good memories. I'll I'll say that much. Now, as far as on the set, you guys genuinely genuinely like each other. I mean, is there a camaraderie there? Yeah, for the most part, they put together a really solid cast because my thing is I had a background in sports and this thing feels like you're putting together a team. And that's whether you're making a movie, a television show, your radio show, whatever. It's You know, it's a team. Mm-hmm. So you got to put together the right pieces and the personalities and so on and so forth. And I would say realistically – we got a pretty solid group of fellas, man. And there's a lot of guys that were actual athletes that literally the the cat Donovan Carter that plays Vernon Littlefield that plays for the, the Cowboys. Yeah. Come he, on, Spence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every, every show. I, I used the weed for the pain medication. <laughs> Come on, Spence. For the, for the emotional pain. And so he's, uh, you know, he was literally fresh off the field from UCLA. He was oh, okay. literally played at UCLA. Yeah. Uh, John David Washington was uh, on the Rams practice squad for a while. Like, you know, we have real real athletes, no, and I no. think they bring that team mentality. Vernon's, what's his sidekick? Is little homie? Reggie. No, fat Reggie. Reggie. Yeah. Reggie. The yeah. little skinny dude. Yeah. Yeah, he get on my nerves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means he's doing his job. Yeah. That's, how, oh, that's how it's written. It's London Brown. Another <laughs> another young dude, great young comedian, actually. You can catch him on stage all over the place. Yeah, London oh, Brown. Okay. G. Owen Jones with Omar Miller, who is in studio with us. Charles Green, the Black Swan from <laughs> Ballers. Black Swan. Now, the casting, I think, is, is perfect in this show because you look like an offensive lineman, not in just your body type, but the way, like, you carry yourself. Like, I, like a, you look like a former <laughs> offensive lineman, like, walking oh, yeah. around, like, you know, sort of maybe like a, a little bit of a limp because something, you know, you played yeah, for a long yeah. time. Like, you just, you look like that. Um, did you... <laughs> I'm going to tell you something funny. Sometimes people run up on me in the streets and they say, hey, man, that really is how you walk. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I really did bust up my knee. It's not, I'm not that good of an actor. It's not character research. I really do need to go get a knee surgery. Thanks a lot for reminding me. This character needs a limp. Yeah. Yeah. I think he needs a limp. It's true, yeah. though. It's very distinctive, that walk. I mean, yeah. it is. It is funny that people recognize that. Yeah. Um, but uh, what type of research did you do into this role? Because it's very specific. You know, you've got the, the player who played for a long time, doesn't know what he's going to do, the life that you had yeah. doesn't know exactly what he's going to do after football ends up at the car dealership then in the front office right. did you talk to people who went through that because i'm sure there's a ton of them that had that same experience 100 percent. i mean in my real life i hang out with a bunch of athletes and i'm 38 now so a lot of the people in my generation are ending their athletic career have already ended it mm-hmm. and uh i talked to some of my friends i reached out to players in a variety of sports and it seemed as though there's a consistent theme that a lot of these guys, their identity is their sport. So then once that identity is taken from you or you give it up, you surrender it via retirement or injury or whatever it is, you go from being adored and cheered on by millions of people to going home to your wife. Which isn't a bad thing, but especially when it's it's Jasmine Simon. What's her name? Jasmine Simon. Yeah. Mm. That was the second to last episode, not the one that, that just ran last night, but you know, when you're trying to figure out the the to the get the two guys together, a yeah. Seifert and a coach, and then, you know, she she jumps on top of you at that point. I've just I mean, Yeah, that was a good scene, man. You, 
Good scene. I don't know how <laughs> you deal let me, with let me that. Look. I have seen how that do you deal with? That? I mean, because <clears throat> are you a married guy? No, you're not a married. So this no. makes it even worse. No, I'm going to tell you what makes it worse is is that Jazz is actually just got engaged to the guy that plays Seaford in real life. So Dulé and Jazz are uh, are engaged. They're going to oh be married soon. God. What? And with that. It's a, It's just awkward because Dulé is my man. Is he and watching so he's been, when he's... When well, he, yeah, no, no. It's not, there's no voyeurism going on. It's uh, not like we're actually doing any hanky-panky or anything. No, I but. understand, but still, like, <laughs> is he, like, supporting his wife in the scene and then she, like, jumps on top of you and then you're like, oh, stop looking at me. I mean, it's got to be terrible. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's all part of the job, though. And okay. that's... This is this is part of being an actor. It's just great because she's a wonderful scene partner. She's How tall really, is she? really good. <laughs> oh, she's tiny. Jazz got to be 5'3". Oh, okay. Maybe 5'4". I'm, I'm over her now. Wow! Like, what yeah. you're over I'm her? Over. I love what her is haircut. What's wrong with you? She's five three. You're how are you over her with five three? That's short. So what? Well, are you looking for the Amazon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah. I am. Oh, man. Well, I love that short hair. She got a nice body, girl. <laughs> now we've now this is part of his ADHD. We've yeah, now lost yeah, him yeah. for the rest of the yeah, segment. Yeah. So Omar, it's over. Be, it's <laughs> just be, me and you. Let's yeah, focus right. up. He's going to be looking no, at pictures. Mute his mic. There should be some some awkward sounds coming soon, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening in the car with your kids, you may want to mute certain sides of the. <laughs> turn, turn the balance to the right side and avoid oh the pants goodness. and moans. I'm, I'm, I'm over her. So Richard Mendenhall is a big right. part of yep. the writing yeah. process. Uh, is he around set a lot? Well, you know what? He was around set the first and second seasons more, but especially the first season kind of to set the tone. But now he writes, you know, uh, at least one episode a season himself. So he's busy with that, with writing his episode and refining his episode. But he's definitely there, and he's there for the majority of our football stuff, like yeah. the actual football drills. and yeah. you know, the, Because like this year we have a, a guest star, uh, who comes in and he's he plays wonderful guy named Chris that comes in and he's trying to be on the Dolphins and that's a big portion of whether or not he can help the Dolphins you know get over the top right the running back uh huh right? yeah that, mm-hmm. that you you've got his back uh huh uh huh I forget his name in the show um already but whatever yeah. <laughs> now, you, you say you you run in a, a circle with a lot of athletes his name now is on Teague on the show are they always Teague, clamoring yeah. to be on the show hundred percent yeah. I've never had more offers for tickets to sporting events in my life. <laughs> hey man, what's, I'm, I'm trying to do. A, uh, I'm trying to do a cameo. What's good? <laughs> hey boy, I like what y'all doing on that ballers, man. You need to put me on. I mean, all kind of dudes, that and it's great. rough because I hang out with a lot of has been. So then <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, uh, come by. <laughs> You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you give him the wrong location for the I got, set. Exactly. <laughs> I got a dual location. <laughs> They're shooting lollers around the corner. <laughs> you are so wrong, man. So when we gonna be on? Exactly. <laughs> uh, we're not shooting right now, but uh, give me a call in April. Okay. Listen, any anything's possible because we gave or Brian gave. 15 pounds of brisket to the head of Showtime Sports. And the next thing I know, I was in Vegas for the fight. So <laughs> Nice. You like that brisket? That must be some good brisket. <laughs> we just good. had a storyline around brisket on ballers. You'll catch up right? eventually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jerk, That's... if you actually watch the show, you'll know that. <laughs> I'm busy, dog. <laughs> I believe it. Trust me, I know how it goes. I've been... I've been running around hustling myself. Right. A lot of stuff going nowadays. I, I know you got a lot of stuff. What's this weekend fix? This this uh, show you have on Esquire. Well, the, well, the weekend fix was a show that that we had. It was a limited run lifestyle and travel show that now I've I've kind of remixed and uh, made into a show called Advantage Omar. Okay, that is uh, for the Tennis Channel, 
And basically, I eat, drink, and adventure my way through the cities of the Grand Slam tournaments. It's an awesome job. That's it's a great opportunity for them. The best yeah. gig possible. Dave, you need a sidekick or something, don't man, you? Man, man. And they're all over the world, apparently. So <laughs> I, I keep finding them. But, they, uh, but, yeah, we were in Paris for the Roland Garros, for the French Open. We were in London for Wimbledon. Now we're here shooting for the U.S. Open. The episodes start airing on Tuesday on Tennis Channel. So, you know, life is good, man. We're, we're running around. The other night we were at this... Uh, Great event, the City Taste of Tennis event. That was awesome. Uh, all the players were out. And, you know, New York is already popping. It really yeah. livens up when the U.S. Open is here. True. Taking a break, coming back with more with Omar Miller from Ballers and the Tennis Channel. Geo and Jones across the country. Keep it right here. Check us out on Facebook at Geo and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Do you think that that's something you'd want to do if you had the experience and the resume to do so, work in a real NFL front office? You know, I think that if history, if recent history has shown us anything, is that you don't really need much experience to run anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, I, don't, I don't get it. And uh, <laughs> I think I, I feel very. I feel like I, I have the the competence mm. to to be a part of an NFL franchise. That's I'd start. probably do better as a you know MLB front office, but realistically. I see some of the moves these boneheads make, and uh, I'm not overly impressed. You see how many people got hurt in the preseason yesterday? Yeah, yeah but it happens That's every part year, of it. man. It's just so many players on every team. Someone's going to get hurt. It yeah. always happens, you know? Yeah, I agree, but you, if you're that someone, you can't. it's not like, oh, yeah, it happens. What can you do? Right. It's a different animal when you can't pay your bills. Yeah, sure. sure. So, well, I you mean, know that going in. Right. Yeah, exactly. you do. Me, yeah. myself, i probably do better to be a player rep. You think? Yeah, yeah. Because you would want to do that. You would want to deal with those knuckleheads. I, it, Some of them you have it, to babysit. They'll, they'll make you look bad. Yeah. Those guys make you look bad sometimes. But that's not even it. I'm into players rep. You catch me down <laughs> on Figueroa, and I'm gonna be. Rep, <laughs> I'm a rep. Players only. <laughs> Put your piggy finger to the moon. <laughs> it's a different player I'm talking about representing. Okay. Oh <laughs> All right, pimp. Pimp on. Summer seat can cause your battery fluids to evaporate. So get your battery tested for free. I've got a pimp story, actually. I've got a pimp. I've got a pimp anecdote for you. You got a pimp story? Yeah, I do. If your battery needs to be replaced, the professional parts people help you find the battery you need. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices, everything. What's that bishop it, it, something or other, that big pimp? Don Juan. Yeah, Bishop Don Juan. Yeah, I saw him in Vegas walking around taking pictures of everybody. Amazing. See that guy in person. So yeah. you went to the fight this weekend? Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. How many How many uh, girls did he have with him? Uh, seven or eight, yeah. I think. Yeah, seven or eight. Uh, yeah. Wow. There you go. Look at that. Yeah, you thought he was lying about the brisket, man? Who gave yeah. the, the head? No, no. I, you said he went to Vegas. I didn't know it was yeah. this yeah. fight yeah. in particular. Yeah, I, I, you know, they have a lot of fights. Yeah, yeah that's they, true. They, uh, and you're it's a cool you, ticket. You're a, you're a boxing guy, right? Oh, yeah, I'm going to the real fight. I'm yeah. playing games with that yeah. clown show that you guys watch. Are you going to see Canelo and yeah, Triple buddy. G? Yeah. You know what time it is. Oh, okay. Listen, I'm on I'm, HBO Boxing I where am. they have God, real fights. I know. <laughs> Even though Steven Espinosa is my man, shout out to Showtime. Well, actually, he's, Steven's, yeah. he's hooked me up to a few, uh, actually, the champs fights. How great is this guy? Steven's he's, great. Yeah. Big man. love to Steven Espinosa. He's he a cool guy. He was sitting right in that chair, and he mm-hmm. was the guy who, uh, who made this all happen. It was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. He's the one that keeps the balls juggling in the air. He, he's, uh, you know. He's a very talented man at what he does because I, I'm a I'm a firm believer there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in that game. 
Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Not just for him, for everybody right. involved. You right. know what I mean? Without without a doubt. So you mentioned that baseball front office you'd probably be better at. If you're ranking the sports, you're, are you putting baseball first? Is that your favorite? For me, yeah, yeah, 100%. And you're a Mets fan? No. Okay. You just, you <laughs> no, not Mets a Mets fan, fan but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm friends with, uh, with Jeff Wilpon, so... I went out to the stadium. Wait, it's one wait, of the Jeff things. Jeff Wilpon has friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm one of the remaining few, <laughs> and uh, I, that, wait, I still love happen? them. How did that happen? I'm gonna tell you how it happened. I was at a uh, at a Dodgers game, um, a Dodgers Mets playoff game two years ago when the Mets were going to the World Series, and they smacked the Dodgers up. You guys had that bang up team, you know, with Daniel Murphy and. All the young studs were pitching well. and Nobody was hurt, really. You had Harvey, Syndergaard, DeGrom, yep. all of them. Well, I literally was sitting right behind the Mets dugout, and just by chance, I was sitting next to Jeff. And we were just talking, and they threw me on the Jumbotron, and, uh, and Jeff was like, man, I think I know you. And we ended up chopping it up. He's actually a really, really cool guy. Mm-hmm. Really, they're, they're really, He's a really cool guy. He just... Uh, they have a tough luck with their with their their training staff. You don't because, know. You're not friends with James Dolan, are you? I know. No, right, no, good, no. Right, I, don't, right. I don't want Charles Oakley coming after me. So I, I'm not. Because if you were, the interview would have to end right now. Like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Now he Dolan was at the fight, so this guy's at the pre-party of the fight, and he's two feet from Dolan and didn't say nothing. Nothing. Exactly. But nothing. Omar, listen. I get invited by Steven Espinoza. It's a nice time. I It's before the fight. I don't want my ticket taken away from me. If I go and accost James Dolan, they're going to throw me out of the place. I yeah, can't do that. This is You could have kept it real. Yeah. yeah. But I kept it real. I would have been sent home. We're keeping it real goes wrong. We're keeping it real goes wrong. Right. What went wrong? I can't be friends with Jeff Could have kept it real like Don Juan, man. Uh, if you were a Mets fan, you would not be friends with Jeff Wilpon. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, don't be like that. They're trying. <laughs> I'm telling you, you. I mean, they assembled a monster squad. It just fell apart. I mean, Ugh. there's only so much they can do about that. Yeah, now, getting sure. rid of the certain pieces, I don't know about that, but I don't, you know. So, so when we need Mets tickets, we call you, right? You hook us up. It's, they're not easy. They're not that hard to find. <laughs> Let's get real. When we need Mets tickets, wow! Just don't let you in if you sing a song. Wow. You know, you sing "Meet the Mets at the Gate." They'll you put da- you behind the dugout. If you dance the jig, right? Wow. <laughs> they're gonna go cardboard cutouts soon, just to make it look like people. Listen, I grew up a Mets fan. I love the team. It's been a big part of my life. But they make me hurt inside because you guys should have won the World Series. Yeah, I, well, we weren't the better team then. Well, Kansas City was better. What What else are you working on other than ballers? You got any other projects? I know you told us about the ch- tennis channel and get yeah, to travel the world, Jomar. eat food, and all. That's the show we need to do, man. Just travel and eat. Yeah. I mean, come on, uh, yeah. they miss us with that. <laughs> uh, you know what? I do a. I actually do a sports podcast with my brother. And uh, it's something we created in the garage, basically, and now we're on uninterrupted.com on oh, LeBron nice. James's uh, website. It's called uh, The Ozone, Unfair and Partial Sports. So we basically keep it real. We we just just same kind of thing. You guys have a good time. We have mm-hmm. a good time keeping people, you know, engaged and tying in sports and life and society yeah. because it's all, you know, interwoven right now. And uh, yeah, I got an, I got a movie coming out this fall called uh, Blood Mountain. It's a true story about the only FBI agent in the history of the Bureau to be convicted of murder, mm-hmm. and uh, that stars Jack Houston and Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. So uh, yeah, man, I'm getting good to blessed. Be you. Man, yeah, it's good yeah, to be you. Yeah, the life is good. Omar Miller of Ballers and many other things in the studio with us across the country on 
CBS Sports Radio. Tell me something bad about The Rock because nobody ever <laughs> says anything bad about Dwayne Johnson. I mean, it's like every person who works with him, oh, he's the nicest guy, he's humble. He's, it's like I'm sick of hearing all these nice <laughs> things about the guy because he doesn't sound real. Is, is everything that I hear about this guy true? Dwayne carries a switchblade. And <laughs> what happens is, is he pulls you to the side and threatens you with his cybersecurity team <laughs> because he can break into your phone. So he's got everybody's naked pictures. So then everybody runs around saying, hey, man, Dwayne's the nicest. <laughs> right, Dwayne? Good. That no, makes me feel better. No, no, no. It, it, it's all real. He's a, he's, a, he's a consummate professional. He really is, you, you know, you can't pay me to say anything bad about him because the guy squeezes more out of his 24 hours than anybody that I know. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he's like he's more busy than the president. Yeah. Imagine, yeah. right? But uh, but he's but he he's 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 a hard worker and he's generous because he plays his position as the leader, of, at least on our set, just like you would if you were on a team. You know what I mean? He's a, he's the team captain. He sets the tone from top down. He's on time. You're not waiting for him to come out of the trailer. He's prepared. You know, there's no diva activities right. that that I've witnessed, and I just appreciate that because, in you know, in the entertainment business. The bigger you get, the more license everybody gives you to act a fool. And right. he doesn't exercise that license. He doesn't have to flex on anybody. You know what I mean? And that's just a sign of his own security. And, and that's good he doesn't have to flex on anybody because he's got a lot to flex. Exactly. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody now, get hurt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so this is, the, am I right, third year? Third season. Third, third, third season. season. And you guys feel like you're on a nice little run and this thing could you know, go for go for a while? For sure. I mean, if people like you actually watch, we might actually. We, if you if you actually supported my show, we might be able to get six, seven seasons out of this thing. But thank God we're not depending on you. Uh, every Monday morning, because I get up so damn early to do this show. Every Monday after I get home in the afternoon, eat lunch, sit down, and watch it on on the DVR. I don't miss it. I don't miss it to make you feel better. We don't worry about this you. schmuck. But no, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna do this for a good long time. People seem to really enjoy the show. Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, the response literally in the street is incredible. Right, like, and just, I think it's very realistic. You don't go over the top. Now, some of the opulence, you know, people may say that's not real, but it is. I mean, some of the things that occur, it's just a trip. And I was like, this stuff actually happens, folks. I know <laughs> right. it's hard to believe. Way to go with stuff there. Yeah. The <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see how hard that was yeah. for him. Yeah. Was <laughs> we only have like 30 seconds here. So Tennis Channel, people can watch you on the Tennis Channel now. The episodes are, are airing. Yeah, then go to TennisChannel.com and watch them now. Once you go to TennisChannel.com, there's a tab that's a home landing page for Advantage Omar under videos, and you can see the London and Paris episodes. And on this Tuesday, the first episode for the U.S. Open for New York airs. Beautiful. Live on television. This was really a pleasure for me more than him. But uh, this was a big deal, and we wish you the best of luck. And I'll be hitting you up for some HBO boxing tickets in the future (laughs) because I'm going to make a trend out of this. Omar, thanks for being here. You better hook up Peter Nelson. (laughs) Gio and Jones. Omar Miller, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.